Let me tell you how it will be. We'll all catch up on the books you see. Cause it's the X-Men. Yeah, it's the X-Men. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 190 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. This is going to be an X-Men catch-up episode as we get very, very close to finishing up all this catch-up and getting into the new books as they come out each and every week. Because after, I believe, this week, I think we only have like one or two weeks left of what we're going to have to catch up with uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about three books, New Mutants, X-Force, and Giant Size X-Men, Jean Grey, and Emma Frost. But before we get into that, let me tell you all of the places that you can find us. Go over to Twitter at WSMarvelComics. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. Follow the leader is what they call that around some places. I am. Actually, I don't drink Mountain Dew, but I had a lot of coffee tonight. So that's kind of the same deal, right? Is that what their deal is? So with that as well, we also have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where we review all the new comics coming up this week. Pretty much no new comics coming up. So isn't that grand? (laughs) Isn't that great? But we also have a YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, where if you look that up, I have both marvel and dc comic video reviews and i'm going to start doing a couple other things this week without having a lot of comics or any coming out we also have a patreon where you can support us for everything we do here on the youtubes on the websites all over the place plus get a bunch of exclusive shows one being our marvel comics patreon spotlight where we talk two books each and every week and i say we i mean me and that drunkard brandon And we uh, got together last week and talked Marvel's Snapshot Captain America number one, the Mark Russell book that kind of came out or did come out of the Mad Bomb story of Jack Kirby. And we also did Empire Avengers number zero leading into the big Empire event that I found out was about 50 issues long with everything involved. And I think that is way, way Way too long, but that is just me. I mean, really. I got something to say. I do. That's too long. But we're going to go into these books tonight. And like I said, we're going to do New Mutants. We're going to do Giant Size X-Men, Jean Grey, and Emma Frost. And we're going to do X-Force. I wanted to say that again because I messed up the order that I was going to do them. But overall, in these three Especially the first one, you're going to get Jonathan Hickman playing his games with the New Mutants. And I even went off and looked at some reviews. People seem to enjoy this issue that I'm going to be talking about uh, a lot more than I did. And one being Stork, he he actually liked it a lot more than I did. I'm telling you, the whole idea, and even in his review, he said, Jonathan Hickman seems to be having a lot of fun. Well, that's that's grand. I'm glad that he's enjoying himself. I'm glad that he's going to play his games where you end up having Roberto. Oh, the last issue we were in was issue five. I'm like, really? This is what I need? This is what I'm getting on this catch-up? Nonsense! But I'm going to leave that for when I get into it proper because i got to finish this intro, and then we will go off to these books, again, starting with New Mutants number seven. And... New Mutants number seven is written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Rod Rice, letters by VCs Travis 
Lanham. And there's not much of a recap page because we have an extended opening that leads into the credits page, the recap page type deal where I'll get back to it because we'll go back to the beginning. And what's going on here is you have new mutants that's jumping between two stories, two teams. You end up having the story with Sunspot in space with the new mutants, with Cannonball, his wife Smasher, all these things going on. We also have the other story that I'm sure you're aware of in Nebraska, where we had armor, boom, boom, going to save Beak and the family and all that going on there. So we have been jumping back and forth. When we last left this new mutants team in space, they were in space, right? They were in the cold vacuum in space where nobody can hear you scream, right? And so with this, I do think that maybe most people like this story, the space story. I actually don't mind the Nebraska that kind of ended, you know, with a little bit. Well, we'll get back to that later because I really was liking Boom Boom. I like armor, uh, you know, all these things going on, glob, all these. And so when we go back to the space story, okay, I'm kind of getting my footing here. I do like the idea of Sunspot really digging Deathbird. You have this. And in this, you end up starting with this recap where there's some kissing. There's some Julia Roberts name drops, movies, Notting Hill, Pelica Brief. I like that. that. That's right up my alley. I'm having fun with that. But you then pull out of this narration. This is all narration with Roberto talking about how we're going to get to the point where we get back to Chandelar with Deathbird because, you know, they were almost dead. They go, they have to fight the Death Commandos, all these things going on. Well, in the middle of this, then you have Mirage show up and say, what are you doing? You're spoiling the issue. And then he, his sunspot's like, but, you know, we were in issue five and then the six. No, no, no. You know, that other team was in six. I'm like, well, what, what are we doing here? Why are we playing these games? I don't need these games. And I saw the reviews. I did see I bet. Oh, it's Hickman having fun. Have fun on your own time. I, I don't need you having fun. These books are too expensive. There's too many of them for you to have your nonsense fun. And it, it, it infuriated me. It gets worse later. At one point, I swear to God, I want to reach into the computer and, and grab somebody and choke them. I, I got so angry. Well, you end up going to the main story, the main story with Zandra, the queen, the young queen who needs Deathbird to be her mentor to learn about the court ways. Also having Oracle, who's there, who ended up setting all this stuff with the Death Commandos because she doesn't want Zandra to be the head of the deal. She doesn't want her to learn. She wants that you know, bloodline to kind of end all this going on with Gladiator kind of in the middle of this. He doesn't know what Oracle has done, but she has sent her commandos, you know, out to get Death Burden in the meantime, because the new mutants are there them as well. Um, But we see that they are showing up. So the big thing is, okay, what is going to happen when Death Bird does arrive? You know, we're going to have a fight. We're going to have an execution. We're going to have whatever. And so as we, get closer and closer you have this weird little deal where one of the death commandos one of my favorites sega sega Sega, who is a gaseous form you end up having him in this orb and you know you have the new mutants talking to it 
and saying, you know, you have karma, you have Wolfsbane, Cypher, and like, hey, we know science, we know this, and we're going to turn you into a liquid? Yeah, I don't mind, you know, I'm gas, I don't uh, what else is going to then turn you into a solid? No, no, not a solid. Then there's Wolfsbane, who pretty much throughout all this, all Wolfsbane does is, I'm a wolf, and just does that, like, it's the Wolfman's. And like, I, I don't need this. Again, there are so many characters in this story. This one, Wolfsbane, Mondo, Cypher, Mirage, Magic, Chamber, Sunspots. You have all these, like, I, you didn't get much of Magic at all. You don't get much of Cypher. Mondo and Chamber just stand around at one point like, yeah, we're going to agree to disagree and we're not going to get involved. It's almost like they were, you know, listening to Russia's free will, because even though they have decided not to make a choice, they still have made a choice. Oh, my God. It comes right back at them. How dare you? But, yeah, so you end up where this has been mainly a sunspot deal, and that's fine. I do like Sunspot, so I'm glad that I got, but it, it's gone on too long and almost gets this point where, in my mind, these games are just like, yeah, we want to get this over with, and eh, there's not much to say, yeah, we're gonna, so, and it, it just, it got me angry. They end up where the New Mutants and Deathbird do land in Chandelar. They go to see Zandra and Gladiator, and Oracle is there as well, and as they end up being introduced, you end up Deathbird freaking out, death to traitors, and throws her spear right at Oracle. Well, right before it does end up pretty much killing Oracle, you end up Gladiator catches it, and how dare you, and throws it back. How dare you? <laughs> throws it back at yeah, Death Deathbird, who then Roberto grabs it, breaks it in half. Oh my, it's my favorite spear, and then fight on everybody in the court fighting, and now we get a page where. We, we don't get to see the fight. We, we don't get to find out about the fight. What we get is a little game where you get your six-sided dice and you start to roll to see who won. And here you go. Take your dice and shove them up your crack. I don't need this. Again, I am getting this book to read and to make it. This is showing me. That I can just wipe my butt with this issue because, and it's going to be hard. I'm reading it digitally. I'll make it work. Uh, why? Why do I need to play games? Hey, yeah, I, I don't like it. Play games on your own time. But yeah, so basically, what this ends up doing, and, and really overall, you only have this fun going on. A lot of people I saw reviewing it like the fun. If you don't, you're not getting much because basically you are going to have Zandra. The oh well, I see that Oracle's bad, but for her punishment, I'm going to actually make her be another mentor for me with Deathbird. Oh, you you shame me, Queen. I guess I you showed me, and then you end up having Mondo pull the Krakoa plant that was inside him in a non-sexy way, and they open up a gateway to Krakoa and have a mixer. They end up, I think this must be Rush Week here, and you end up having both Sunspot and Cannonball. They want Magneto and Wolverine to pledge Phi Beta X-Men. I don't know. They're there. There's a couple little things that I do like. I actually do like seeing Gladiator and Cyclops talking about maybe Cyclops can come into space and have a little vacation in Chandelure. And that's something that he's been talking about, you know, throughout this deal. And Gladiator's like, yeah, fine, we can do that. So that's cool. You know what else you get? You get Wolfsbane. I turned into a wolf. I'm a wolf. 
all right, that's great. Then you have all these things going on. Everybody's going to go back to Krakoa, except Roberto, who says, I'm staying here with my best friend. Hey, Sam, I'm going to be here. Uh Uh-oh, Smasher, she is, he don't like you. She doesn't want you sleeping on the couch because you're going to end up like Brandon, drunk and never leave. So you got to skedaddle. And so eh, I bought this whole building. I think I'll buy this whole planet. What the heck? I want to be near Deathbird. I kind of have a thing for, you know, me and her. We kissed a little and we talked about Julia Roberts. And that's how it is. And man, we're going to get into a lot of trouble. Let's do the devil horns. Yeah. And then you end. I don't like Rod Rice's art. I've talked about this before. I'm not a fan. Uh, It's okay here, but I don't know. And maybe at some point this would have tickled my fancy. Maybe it would have made me laugh. Right now it ain't making me laugh. Right now it's annoying me. And I I don't need these games. If you like the games, you know, God bless you. You can like them. I thought it was nonsense. Complete and other nonsense. Almost like, hey, I'm bored with this story, so I'm going to just do my own thing here. And I'm going to laugh at myself and this and go through comic book conventions and break the fourth wall and, and then drive Jim up a wall. I got driven up the fourth wall and then over the side. I think about the sixth wall by now, just running through it like I'm an American Gladiators. I'm Nitro. I am. But yeah, by the end of this, I'm giving it a 6.5. I'm sure some people get angry at me like, really? But no, I don't need this. I don't need this nonsense. Now, we'll move on to the next issue. And this is one of these things. This is going to be a weird episode because a lot of these issues of the not great to talk about, but we'll move on to the giant size X-Men Jean Grey and Emma Frost number one. And that's written by Jonathan Hickman. Story and words by Jonathan Hickman. Story and art by Russell Dodderman. Colors by Matthew Wilson. Letters by VCs Clayton Kells. And anger and grumpiness by Jim, right? That's it. So what we have here, and this is kind of going to be very quick, might be the quickest uh, reviews that we've ever had on these X-Men catch-up because what we get is something that I laugh about sometimes. Uh, I like to say it, though, a mostly silent issue. Mostly. Because what you end up happening in this issue, well, I'll give you the little bit of a recap. Psychic Rescue. The Isle of Nation of Krakoa recalls defense, and one of its greatest protectors is a mutant named Storm, a longtime defender of mutant kind. Storm recently fought Orcus and the Children of the Vault with the X-Men. And so you end up having, you know, some X-Men kids that are flying around, they're checking out the island, they're having fun, and oh no, there's Storm looking like she's bleeding from her head. And so from there you end up having some of that nonsense Krakoan language, right? I don't know. I think it says eat at Joe's, and then there's a little, wait, drink more Ovaltine. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy, right? <laughs> so you end up where you have Emma, you have Jean Grey, you have Wolverine, and you have Cyclops going to see what is going on, where they end up having Storm, Resting in a cocoon, seemingly like we had with Rogue in Excalibur. And right away, you're going to remind me about Excalibur. I'm going to be angry. Well, you end up where you have Emma and Jean, big telepaths. They're going to go and they're going to go into the mindscape of Storm. They're going to commune with her. 
to find out exactly what went on. Why, how, what's going on with her. Now you end up having Gene waiting while Emma drinks because, you know, it's like it's in Buffalo. It's Tuesday afternoon and that is time to drink, right? That That's just what you do when I'm you're doing that. Yes. So they do go in and the art is really, really good. You end up having in this mindscape a lot of almost like mystical projections while it's going on. You end up having animals. You end up having a, you know, almost like a African wilderness landscape thing going on as well. And while this is going on, you do have Gene and Emma using smoke signal type things end up kind of figuring out stuff as it looks as if storm is trying to get to them to figure out what is wrong with her they have to fight through some animals they end up one of the you know this is where where else are you going to get an idea where you have an elephant with butterfly wings and i believe that was a smashing pumpkin song right no Almost, but you end up having all these things, color work, great, all this going. You end up where you have like eyes that even look like peacock feathers as Emma and and Jean are walking up a staircase that's twirling around. I mean, everything is very, you know, really psychedelic, really mind trippy, things like that for them to finally get to the whole deal with storm to find out pretty much that she has been diseased she has been uh given a machine virus by the children of the vault and she's gonna die in 30 days and we gotta talk about this that's what gene says as they come out of this and say that to wolverine and cyclops and that's it Basically, you find out it's the Children of the Vault, and we know we've been setting up the idea that the Children of the Vault are a huge threat. Xavier said it just plain out, that they're one of the biggest threats going, and now they have given a machine virus to, you know, Storm. Uh, is hepatitis a machine virus? I don't know much about it, but that sounds like it's a hexa. Vi has hexatitis. I'm trying to think of some sort of thing that I can make into a computer machine virus, right? And I can't because I am tired. But yeah, so the the whole thing is is Storm's in trouble. They kind of figured out. You end up in a in a neat thing where you almost have almost like a Westworld type deal with Storm's face kind of ripping apart. You see, oh my god, it's like a robot in there. But there's the ticker, the the you know thirty days. In a hole, but yeah, see, so end But overall, listen, I, I it's it's hard to talk about. This is obviously an issue that you're going to have to have there. It's mainly art, the storytelling through that. So I do think that it's decent enough. I just I don't know. It's it's again, it's a giant size X Men issue, so it's an oversized issue to really just do a lot of nonsense again. But it's better than playing games with the dice, I think. So I, I'm actually going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. And I like Storm, so I'm wondering what. But even that where you have this almost silent deal going on, I think some of the impact of Storm and this I didn't really hit. I'm just like, all right, I'm still wondering, like, when's the yellow submarine coming by and the blue meanies? Because, you know, you're having some wacky stuff in here. <laughs> Let's see what goes down, right? So, yeah, by the end. 
kind of like, eh, all right. So we'll move on, though. And I said this was probably the quickest review that we've had on the deal. But I'm going to move on now to X-Force number eight. And X-Force number eight is written by Benjamin Percy with art by Balzadwea. Colors by Guru FX and letters by VCs Joe Karamanga. Lucky for you. Months ago, Domino was captured and flayed alive, and her tissue used to augment assassins. We saw that's how they got on Krakoa and ended up killing Xavier. Since then, her luck powers have been diminished. Following a string of impossible assassinations, Domino is hot on the trail of an assassin who seems to get just as lucky as she used to be, and we saw it look like almost a clone of Domino herself. And we see that this other Domino, this assassin, is going to kill a politician who is a guy who favors the mutants. He's going to have pro-mutant legislation. Legislation. She's going to stop this. And I like the idea because we did see when those assassins did end up landing on Krakoa and ended up killing Xavier. When they got the bodies and they were going through it, Sage was going through them. And as they were going through, they were checking out. And one of the things that they said was, They were made to pretty much have weapons everywhere. We did see that their ear could be taken apart and you could have, you know, a wire to choke people. You'd have their one bone was taken out in their arm and replaced by a blade. And and you see that all here. So I think that that was a really cool tie. And if you've been reading all these and paying attention as Domino shows up and fights this other Domino ends up shooting her in the face just like she has and says you know now we we're a match we're a real match now because your eye you now have a hole in your head and so they're gonna go and when they end up going and looking through this looks like the the other version of domino did not survive that shot and they're going and again they're doing the same thing that they did before hey you know here is a blade, here's this, all those things going on, trying to figure out what this was, what's going on. But the big thing about this, and it's done through Domino saying, you know, I haven't found a four-leaf clover in a while, but after killing this other me, I, I kind of found one. So I think my luck's getting better. And it does seem like, you know, all these people with bits and pieces of her, I, that's where you end up. And that's kind of how it's been alluded to and you're kind of getting the hints of the deal where her luck is spread around now now with one of the pieces dead she's getting a little more lucky and she goes off and and you have the same thing that we've had in the last couple issues where she goes off she can't sleep she's going to try to figure things out she's monologuing to herself about what's going on and how she feels and she runs into colossus who they, they've been talking about kind of what it would end up meaning to come back. Would we come back with memories, things like that? And Domino in this keeps saying, and she says it here, and then it kind of kicks in by the end where it does look like she is going to be dead and resurrected then, so she'll be back to normal. And it, it's kind of the progression of this. You have these bits of her skin out and about things like that and you have this domino that it says this clone like domino that she's dead now so you want to see domino kind of be back to domino i do we've had her enough with this crazy eye and things but she wants to remember everything there's a lot of things with this resurrection where they have had wills where i don't want to know that or i want to have this or maybe i want to be a hybrid of this but she does want to have you know, all the memories that comes back 
later. Now, we do end up where Domino goes to Sage, and Sage is looking at things in Russia, things going along where you do have a guy who just walks past all the guards that are set around the portal, and we've seen that. Russia, they don't like the mutants. They're not down with Krakoa. They didn't sign the treaty, and they pretty much have armed guards at points with anti-mutant armor, all that stuff, around the gateway. And this person just walks by and touches the gate. And the whole thing is, well, is this somebody who just is lucky? And, you know, with the whole domino, when you see the guy's hand, it does look like you have some spots almost like Domino's face. So it seems like maybe this is one of these people who have the skin grafts, whatever the case may be. Now, you end up with Sage going through a little bit of, you know, a little bit of hooey with, well, I thought about the four-leaf clover, and I figured out that this was a triangulated environmental factor that ends up with the square of the three-leaf shape of the tri. I'm like, all right, what's going on? But ends up saying, you know, well, I found all these you know, four-leaf clovers here in Russia, that they're all around this train track that ends up being now a mobile lab, a mobile lab that they need to go and find out about. The whole deal of them bringing down the lab in Korea in this book that has, you know, given the bad guys, you know, Zeno, it would seem, the idea of maybe we should be on the move at all times. So it is a nice and cool set piece here where you do have this deal of a mobile lab where, you know, Colossus and Domino are going to go off to fight. And they, they end up doing it. And it's, there's a lot of, again, luck involved kind of deal where they're on one train. They have to wait for this mobile lab train to go the opposite way, where Colossus rips a hole in the train, jumps over this ravine onto the other train while you have Domino holding onto his back and his neck and things. And they do get in and they just... They crash into a car, a train car, and it's just filled with blood and just plasma and just disgusting. And there you go. And so you get Colossus. He punches a hole through the door to get to the next place where the blood. I thought more blood would spill into this other. But in this next part of this mobile lab, you end up having what we've seen. We've seen this kind of scene before, especially when you had. Wolverine and Kid Omega when they were first going to get Domino when we didn't know exactly what happened to her and they went and found her where you have a bunch of tubes a bunch of you know tanks with heads and spines and lungs and all that being grown and be and this is where Domino realizes like uh, that they're kind of like building a, a factory of dominoes this is the domino factory and i gotta do something about this this you know i gotta end this stuff well as that goes on the other door opens and you end up having just a crazy looking army of dominoes you end up men women kids all dominoes coming to fight domino and colossus and it's funny too because this is a ben percy book and and the people who are listening and have listen to our DC podcast or even way back with the Marvel will know that Ben Percy has had a green arrow was one of the things where he did it with Juan Ferreira and Juan Ferreira is really great at showing cross sections of things and fight scenes that are really good. I mean, if you, if you go and look at a bunch of whatever Juan Ferreira is on, I love the art. I'm a huge fan. And this feels like something like Ben Percy 
Like he's used to kind of having this type of scene. It's not as good as one. It's still a cool little thing where you see this cross section of the train as it's going. You see, cla- but it's not as detailed. It, it's not as good. And it kind of like, oh, that's kind of a wand thing that I wish Juan was on. But they end up where they destroy this train. Colossus ends up at one point just ripping a body in half. And it does look like Domino is dying and is going to die. And then says to Peter, please let me remember everything. She doesn't want to just come out and not remember. She's angry. She wants to get back at these people. And I think that that's the edge that she wants to keep. She doesn't want to lose that by coming back and, hey, what happened the last couple of weeks? Well, you know, you were flayed. And, oh, that sounds crazy. She wants to come back. She wants to come back angry. And so she's going to go. Now, you assume also when she comes back, she'll have, you know, the full deal with her. With the powers, but maybe you ended up killing a bunch of dominoes here, too. So I think that her luck, everything will be good. And then you end with an ending with, uh, you know, Zeno. You end up with the Peacock Man. And it looks like there's a new guy coming into play, a new leader who pretty much is, you know, saying to Mr. Peacock, we'll call him, you're nonsense, all of you, this whole in the shadows thing, nonsense, we're done, we're going to show our strength, we're going to take this, it's going to be a war, let's go, let's ramp it up, all right, and then you go, and it says next, drink up, and Brandon took that advice, I'm sure, every time he saw that, but yeah, that's the end of the issue, and again, it's a good issue, I like it enough, I don't love it, it's not my favorite X-Force issue i thought that some of the stuff just kind of ended up happening to happen you have colossus and domino go off to the mobile chain and you don't really even get the great set piece of this train and i'll tell you i thought that the art with that was a little off i i actually didn't enjoy the art that much at all in this issue and it's a shame but yeah balzadwea not a big fan, especially in this. And I really would like, I'm going to get a hold of Juan because Juan has put me and Eric in comic books. We've been in a bunch of DC issues and we've even been in a Old Man Logan issue at Marvel. And so I, I, I'm going to get a hold of him. I'm say, first off, I need to be in another issue because that's how I roll. And I'm very selfish and, and things like that. And that's the only worth I have. But I also like, can you redraw this issue? Because I, I want to see how you would have done it. Because, boy, it really would have been great. But, yeah, overall, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. I get, I'll go 7-5 because I do like Domino. And I do want to see Domino come back, be ready, back to normal, going, kicking butt, taking names, luck here, luck there, everywhere, luck, luck. We'll have all of that. And I would like to see that. But that's it. This was a weird one. This was one where I usually have at least one issue that I really like. Unless, you know, if we did have like an Excalibur slash Fallen Angels episode, that's nonsense. But still, I usually have one. And I I didn't necessarily hate this extras, but it just, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm getting fatigued by this point. But I hope that things pick up. I hope that everybody is enjoying the book still and if you're catching up with me i'd love to hear what you think of these maybe you like it more and i think that again i think some people will think well that new mutants was fun why can't you have fun and it's because i'm miserable that's just the plain truth i mean i'd love to say anything different i'm a miserable and bitter man and that's just how i do think so yeah 
I don't like that sort of fun. I'm not going to get, I don't have any six-sided dice. Well, what would I do with those? I have a four-sided dice. I just have that sitting right over there. I can see it on my shelf. But thanks, everybody. Uh, I'll give you the stats again. You can go over to the, what is it called? The Twitters? Is that what the kids call it down at the rec center? I think so. It's WS Marvel Comics. You can also go to what we like to call a website. It's almost like we're the Spider-Mans with the websites. And that is at weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. This coming up week, we don't really have a lot or any books to review. We can still go over and see some other things. You can check out some previews and some news items. You can check up on some other older reviews, you know, by me, uh, you know. You end up with Dispatch DCU, Brett. You end up having Besotted Geek Stork. We all have two names. We all do. I'm Jimmy Boy Jim is what they call me. (laughs) Jimmy Boy Jim. Uh, But you can also go to our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, where I review a bunch of uh, things. Also go to our Patreon if you would so like to. I'd like you to go check it out. I think that you could find something worthwhile there at some level, but that's patreon.com slash weird science. If you sign up, you get a ton of shows, each level, more shows, all that. It's like a staircase, a stairway to heaven it is. But that is it. And thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'll be back with Brandon on Tuesday night to do the regular show where we have, I believe we're going to talk Spider-Ham and Immortal Hulk, one book a little more important than the other, and I'll probably do the next two books in this whole wacky world of X-Men catch-up so that we can get this done. So, yeah, come and join us on Tuesday on the regular feed. Check out the Patreon if you want more shows, and I'm sure you do. But thanks, everybody. And I'll talk to you later.